Welcome to the Sidepole Podcast. Dude, we love talking about dicks and not really Dota, but like kind of Dota a little bit. It's like an introduction. It's I mean, like, uh, be here for the dicks, not listen, the Dota. Listen, listen, I, I feel like the Dota is, is the least interesting part of my life. And, and your life is very revolved around Dota. It is. Well, and esports. Because I feel like Dota hasn't changed in so long. Yeah. It's the same dog shit. <laughs> everything. So we have a new happier? patch now. Would you be happier if Dota was like Fortnite and everyone demanded that every two weeks the game was so radically different that it's not the same no. anymore? No. No. Okay. No, no. no. It's... Listen, listen. I think I don't want to single out Dota here. Mm-hmm. I think esports in general is just dog is, is dog <laughs> shit. So like, I, I don't want to be like. Mango just had his birthday bash. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> Who the fuck cares? Grats, grats, melee, and she's in melee. I I fucking love you. I love melee, but at the same time. Who the fuck cares about melee now? <laughs> Rough. A lot of, a lot of sad people. You know, I literally brought I brought Charlie on, and I thought I was gonna have to like kind of set him up to uh, to get into his like Charlie again. M- much like the question thing, Charlie has like these uh, these rants, and I have heard the esports rant multiple times, <laughs> and I kind of I just wanted a podcast version of the esports rant. I thought I was gonna have to like set him up or bait him into it. But uh, you you just started off right away. You just immediately were like, "Esports I mean, I mean, is garbage." I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see how much I get into it. But uh, uh, listen, I, I just I I came here directly from a meeting, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so so I'm already mad. <laughs> okay, so to be clear to uh, our audience, for anybody who doesn't know who Charlie is, Charlie is our guest. He is uh, Charlie Yang. He used to be uh, what people mostly know him as. He used to be the Evil Geniuses manager back in TI5. Um, so he was the guy who was with the, that team when I they brought my ring. won the international. You should have brought your ring. I would have been uh, like, wow. I should have brought my ring. He is a very involved in esports. You used to work for Twitch. Uh, well, you used to work for Evil Geniuses. Yes. Then, then they got it by, by Twitch, right? Yes. And then when I when I quit being a manager, when I quit being a manager, do I fucking hate these things? <laughs> when I quit being a manager, um, I, I worked for the esports department at Twitch. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I mean, like, this is like one of the worst kept secrets, so I'll just fucking say it. The esports department at Twitch was, and if it still exists, is a giant dumpster fire. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> a giant dumpster fire. I mean, it's just like, like Twitch is actually sort of just a d- giant dumpster fire now. Anyways, like, like that fire has spread from the esports department to like, <laughs> almost all the departments. Like, like, so you're no, saying fire safety wasn't a, a big deal at, no, at Twitch. No, they no. did not have a whole lot of fire extinguishers no, out there. Like, like we, we were charged with doing like a bunch of initiatives um, in esports in our different departments. But, you know, um, due to... I don't know if I'm comfortable going that far. Sure, 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 exactly sure, sure. Why? Sure, don't sure. do that. But 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 we just we just couldn't do them. Mm, um, okay, okay. And uh, so I quit back mm-hmm. in 2017, and now I work for Pop Dog and Loaded. I've been working for them for uh, two plus years. And for those who don't know what that company is, that is Alex Garfield's new project, right? And yeah. what it like. 
what do they do just generally? So what we, would people know them for? They're, uh, we're a talent management agency. Uh, we represent like Ninja and Shroud, Tim the Tapman. Right. Those guys. So if any of you guys didn't know Charlie before and you're like, who's this crazy guy who came on that says esports is garbage and stuff? This is, this is actually one of the biggest esports insiders that I know. If I want to know about the general esports sphere, I learn it typically from Charlie. This is so, so this is a. What are we putting you on a no, I just, no, I, I just want people to know that, like, because here's the thing is, like, uh, I see a lot of people, like, a lot of people attacking and defending esports who are, like, entirely not involved in the sphere. And I just want somebody, I would just want you guys to know that, like, this is actually somebody inside of esports. It's coming from a place of love yeah. and experience. It, it is, it is, honestly, it is coming, when I say esports is garbage, it is coming from a place of love. I do love it, but it's like, it might not be the most healthy kind of love. Mm hmm. It's like, <laughs> it's like when you're an immigrant child, and like, I can speak to this, you know? And like, um, and your parents beat you because they you. <laughs> a lot of spankings. Yeah, it's like so that. It's a lot of spankings. It's like that. Anyways, just... surprisingly, like, like, honestly, the reason I came was, was not to talk about esports. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> we don't have to do that it's at all. It's actually not to talk about esports. I'm, I'm actually... I'm like super mad at the two of you. <laughs> For because every time some fucking guest comes on from like fucking Europe or Montreal or wherever the fuck Trent is from, basically Europe. Like, <laughs> everybody comes here, they shit on LA, they're like, the traffic is bad, oh I can't deal with it, it's so hot, I'm in fucking West Covina for all these events, that's not fucking LA, get the fuck out of here. And you guys, you mute ass motherfuckers, just sit here and go, yeah, I guess it's, you know, it's not great, I mean like, yeah, I guess the great outdoors is nice. Let me just say, and you just that's not on me. I'm a transplant. I've only been here a year and three months, and there are a lot of things I don't like about L.A. I feel so like this you, is entirely on you, I feel like you Joey. can't claim being L.A. Like, if, you're, if someone else told me they've been here for, like, a year and a half, I'd be like, yeah, you're not from the city. So you're yeah. right. Yeah. And I feel so this like, is on you. I feel like I don't need to get too fired up and berate people for well, not well, loving the city. Now. I'm going to do it now. I fucking love Los Angeles. I don't know if that's been clear. We've talked about it on almost every episode, not because it's one of the three things Cap and I have in common. It's because I love this city. I, I don't want to live anywhere too. else. And we're gonna f and like, I'm going to bring up the traffic. First of all, fuck you, Grant. Fuck you, Trent. <laughs> Who else was on this dog shit show? Uh, tsunami. 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 Fuck you too, Tsunami. Oh. I have a Tesla. It does an autopilot yeah. when I'm in the traffic. Listen, and they come here, they're like, oh, the drivers. Oh, they're so aggressive. What's wrong with them? What's wrong with you, you slow ass motherfuckers? I don't want to be sitting in traffic. I got places I want to be. <laughs> I, 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 I gotta go. You're like, oh, there's smog. The okay, what about the traffic, fresh. though? Listen, listen. It's fine. You're just, it's just a, it's just a fact of life. The, the thing about like, like these guys coming in he, here and saying that, like, if you work a regular nine to five, I would have given like more credence to their complaints. But these motherfuckers are in esports. You don't have a regular nine to five. You don't leave your house anyways. What are you complaining about the traffic for? Like, I, I work from home, right? So I don't have to actually go to my office, like, to our actual office every day. 
So I can avoid, like, if you've lived here long enough, you can avoid the traffic. You know how. Don't leave during certain times. Take certain freeways. Do whatever. Be a it's, morning person. It's, it's, it's honestly not as bad as everybody makes it out to be. I think L.A. is not a great place to visit necessarily for a short period of time but i think it's a great place to live there's no central downtown so like you can't see everything at once la is a giant beautiful sprawl of little pockets of amazing things that you're not gonna find there's nowhere else where i can go get some kind of like rare amazon fruit and then also go buy 10 pounds of live cockroaches <laughs> Like, what? what? I mean, I was what the with you at first, and then, and then why did you have Amazon Why fruit. did you go there? Well, wow. do you know? Do, well, like, do you know how Fear Factor gets all their cockroaches? There, 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 there's a very specific bug store in Compton. Where you really? can buy anything. <laughs> really? Why are we still going down this? <laughs> because the city has everything. That including that... live hissing Madagascar cockroaches. <laughs> you can I, I, I did, like if you're like, hey, I need this thing, you can get that thing in LA. But if you're in any other city, it might be like, I, mean, ah, I, I gotta I gotta order. Let me That's say, true. let me say Charlie. I just would have picked a different thing. <laughs> let me say Charlie. Maybe maybe you shouldn't flame Joey for not defending LA because maybe it's better he didn't defend LA. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> you can get 10 pounds of cockroaches. Clearly, neither of you have ever had to buy live cockroaches. It's a very hard thing to do. <laughs> have you? Why have you? For, for shows. <laughs> All right. All right. Sure. They're, they're great comedy. Cockroaches are great comedy. Pro, pro tip. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. That's great. I'll keep that in mind. Anyways, LA's got a lot of shit. It's, I, I think this is the best food city in the world. Mm -hmm. It is the. I think this is by far the best food city in the world. Unless you're Michelin, who's like, you yeah, know, we'll give them their first stars in twenty. Fuck Michelin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck, fuck you. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, the thing, the thing about Michelin is that they 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 have an inherent bias towards certain cuisines. Mm -hmm. So things that they're familiar with, you know, your typical Japanese, Italian, French. Those are their that that's like their fucking pillar of fucking food. And like cuisines outside of that don't exist, or they're not familiar with it, or they don't know how to effectively uh, evaluate these things. Like, so Cap and I and a bunch of other people, we after ESL Birmingham, we went to Hawkesan in London, one Michelin star. It's like very upscale. The environment is very nice, and it's Chinese food. Okay. Incredibly overrated. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know white people go in and they don't know fucking like like chinese chinese food like like good chinese food it, don't get me wrong it was good it was very good but i can get like that same meal in the 626 here and then like, yeah at a third of the price if that probably less <laughs> fuck yeah i can't say that i've had the pleasure of eating at a michelin star restaurant because i look at the prices for any of them that are anywhere close to here and it's like do i need to pay this money for this level of hype some of them are very nice like Char charlie is a big foodie charlie really likes going to nice restaurants and as a result i've experienced a lot of good food because i am not a person who cares like one way or another too much but i'll go with the company you know you, you, you and then you know, like i've gotten really good food lethargic. as a result like you could yeah. go to jack in the box yeah. but you'll be happy if yeah. someone will take but, you blitz too. and charlie both like really like going to nice restaurants so when we have had our vacations and stuff we go to nice places and there is uh there's been some really good food hakasan's overrated what about the other Michelin star? The, the other ones, the other two that we went to in mm -hmm. London, I like them both. 
Okay. I, I, I like them a lot. I just thought Hakusan was like, like you're gonna you're gonna try to serve. I can only think about the, the 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 Vegas Club. <laughs> yeah, it, it's good. It's don't get me wrong. It's good food, but it's like, what? Uh, I'm gonna go to London to see what Michelin. What what restaurant should I go Dinner to? Dinner by Hessens. Dinner by Hessens. Yeah, got to write Dinner that down. Yeah, that was great. Get the the pineapple turnover cake. Pineapple tipsy cake. Tipsy cake. Yeah, whatever that and was. And then the, get the meat fruit as well. Yeah, that meat was also pretty fruit. good. Okay, I'll just save that tab. We'll go there later. Yeah. <laughs> I'll report back. They have spits of pineapple that are just roasting. Well, you can see into the kitchen, and they're just roasting the I'm entire time. And it goes pineapple. into this tipsy cake, and it's amazing. But, uh... Okay, my, my let me just say my grievances with LA are pretty solidly just three things. The food is very good here. I will definitely give it that. Thank you. It, it is it is traffic, weather, and uh, and rent. Those are those are the three things. I'll give you I, one, I of hate, one of those. I hate I'll give you a single one of those. Which things? one of those? Things? Rent. Rent. I assume. Rent. Rent. You don't drive. Why are you complaining about you, traffic? You Ubered here. <laughs> I have okay, but when I have to go places, when it takes me three times the amount of time to be able to get there, a, a, a trick that should have been 20 minutes ends up being 55, 60 minutes because of traffic. That's shitty. When I have to go to LA airport, that's shitty. Okay, okay, LAX is shitty. I'll give yeah. you that. That's that's just shitty. But like, <laughs> you driving like 55 minutes to go to the BTS office like once every like yeah. month. He Ubers. Yeah, fuck you. He even Ubers. I know he Ubers. Fuck you. <laughs> you don't get to complain about that. Uh, why not? Why not? Also, I have to experience the traffic, therefore it's shitty. If you're going to the airport, you just take the flyaway. That's what you do. I've thought about taking that. Is it really that, that much better? Yes. It's cheaper. You don't have to park there. You don't have to deal with whatever the fuck the new Uber system or yeah, carpool the system, Uber is. system is. They is have terrible. There. You just Jesus. take the flyaway. I don't know what the closest stop would be for you is. I don't. I don't know if there is there one by us. I just. I just. No, there's one in Hollywood. I just. Uh, the, the, I, Hollywood I one, the Hollywood one. The Hollywood one is rough. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so well that would be the closest like the one. Hollywood one. It, it, they, the Hollywood one puts you in like a, a like like a Ford F three fifty. Basically, it's so tiny. But every uh, other flyaway stop is like a tour bus with like a bathroom and Wi Fi. It's great. Uh, okay. Okay. It's like four dollars. It takes you all the way to the valley. I mean, I mean that's that's actually kind of nice. Four dollars. Yeah. I, I think that it raised its price and it's actually like five dollars now. I mean, whatever. I'm mean, like, <laughs> either way, I'm still not going to Hollywood. I'm still going to Uber to LA. This podcast paid for by the Los Angeles Tourism Board. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. if you're going to come you. here, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stay for a bit and find a local. Don't go to fucking Hollywood. I always feel when people come here to visit, it's like, well, what do you want to do in Los Angeles? What do you show me? It's like, well, I want to take people to like Griffith and I want to like take them to restaurants that I know they'll like based on their own food preferences. But outside of that, it's, it's really hard to be like, do you want to go hiking or do you want to like, I, I never want to recommend people to like, hey, let's go to Hollywood or like, oh, hey, yeah. let's, let's, let's go to Venice or it's uh, the, the, the tourism is kind of rough if you're coming to visit. Like you need to chill out for a while and just enjoy yeah. like the atmosphere. I agree. There's not like a lot to like do do it's not like you're going to new york and you're like oh let's go see a show or something no la is just it's more a place to live yeah and the cost of convenient. living is extremely high don't be fucking poor <laughs> don't just don't be poor well. don't be fucking poor that's like a big picture capitalist thing though like i mean it's just it's fucking it's just the economy right also i believe one of trent's biggest complaints was the uh the recycling which 
again, did did like throw me for a total loop. We're working on fixing it. It's a it's a slow thing. We got a lot okay. of you know how hard it'd be to overhaul all of our trash cans. We got seven billion. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna pretend like I I feel like like a lot of those things are just like a greater United States of America problem. Mm. I'm not gonna pretend our okay okay. Perfect. No. <laughs> no. But uh. But yeah. Yeah, sure, sure, whatever, Trent. How long have you been in the city for? Um, I've been three years now, and then I went to high school and undergrad here. Okay. So, you can so, call yourself a Yeah, yeah, for, more or less, I'm, like, from here. Yeah. And, Joey, you were from here, right? I'm, f- I'm from here, from here. Okay. My, my family grew up in Ventura, mm-hmm. and I basically lived in the Valley most of my life, and then I went to UCLA. So, I'm, like... I also went to UCLA. LA. Really? Yeah. I have like no school spirit though. <laughs> I have I have I'd say maybe like thirty percent. I fucking so. hate UCLA. <laughs> I, hate I hate Westwood. I also hate Westwood. I hate Westwood. Westwood's a giant piece of shit that's horribly mismanaged and just insufferable. What what is Westwood? Is that the high school or whatever? It's, no. <laughs> it's, it's uh it's the area that UCLA is in. Oh, okay, like, okay. Like, like UCLA it's like Glendale. Westwood, oh, okay, Glendale, okay, yeah. okay. As you can tell, I don't know LA areas very much yet. It's okay. okay. I mean, mm-hmm. if you would drive more and stop Ubering everywhere. But I can't drive anywhere because of the traffic. I'm literally disincentivized to go anywhere. Honestly, like when when uh, when my girlfriend wants to go in like Santa Monica or something like that, I'm just like, oh, you know, you, it's, it's not that traffic. bad if you don't have to drive during rush hour. <laughs> also, let me just say, a lot of times Charlie says it's not that bad. It only takes 35 minutes. But for normal people. It takes 55 minutes, but Charlie drives like a bat out of hell. Charlie is like trying to run from the cops or some That's shit. That's what you have to do to survive. Like, don't be poor. Don't drive slow. These are, at least one of those things is in your control. <laughs> um, all right, so you feel vindicated now? Have you uh, defended the honor of Los Angeles enough? Yeah, fuck you, Trent. Yeah, I'm, good. I'm, good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I need more clean air. I need to recycle. Huh? You go to events to China. Don't talk to me about clean air. It's uh, not wrong. It's really That's not. wrong. Wrong. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. We can like move on to like like Dota and. And other things and esports. <laughs> we do tangentially try and avoid Dota. Like, it really is, like, just a small undercurrent. Like, we did just talk a lot about the patch, which yeah. we're both kind of excited about. Do, 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 do moments like this, like, kind of reinvigorate you at all? Or is it just, like, another day? I haven't played Dota seriously in maybe two years now. <laughs> Is that liberating, or is yeah, that like it's super? It's super liberating, actually. So you know how I, in one of the episodes, like Cap was talking about how he um, he plays a lot but doesn't watch a lot. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot. I don't. Pl- I, I obviously don't play very much at all anymore. But I watch a lot. How much of that is like intentive watching, or just like a tab in the background while you're working, or um, maybe fifty fifty? Okay, that's that's a lot still. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I watch. I watch most most of everything that I can. I can get like. There's always going to be a stream on. Uh, well, even when I'm doing. You like, strike yeah. me as a big bulldog guy. Like you love those Pepe's <laughs> in the chat, and you. Is uh, this like a segue? <laughs> into, no, I don't watch. Bulldog. 
I don't watch football. <laughs> no, it's just an easy way to try and nag him because I've I, I don't know who who actually else streams Dota. Like like who would be like a good Dota streamer to, to counteract that with? Gorp is a. I don't actually. He's watch the he's a lot the biggest streams themselves. It's mostly games. Or it's like okay. that Dota 24-7 channel where they stream like high-level pubs or whatever. Or it's his stream. Charlie shows up in my chat a lot to spam. Trash W. Trash W. Shout out my, my boy Eosin. <laughs> Shout out to Artifact Pro Player Eosin. Hey man. Our boy. I want nothing more than for that game to come back. <laughs> I want to play in more of those tournaments. <laughs> Why? I genuinely enjoyed playing Artifact. It was, it was good. I feel like it was a good... I feel like I was privileged to play Artifact. I mean, I was privileged to play Artifact when it was like a, like a closed community that was playing all the time with each other. Mm-hmm. So like there was a group of people that created a fun atmosphere around it. And sure. I think the atmosphere was just as infectious as like the game being fun because I like wanted to spend time with my friends in addition to actually playing. So then when no one was playing the game, it's like, oh, I guess I don't like the game enough to suffer through not playing with people. But I'll still champion Artifact. So racism. Bulldog, that's a... Oh, <laughs> you want to bounce back? <laughs> no, 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 I was just, I was just fucking around. <laughs> wait, 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 real quickly, real quickly. Uh, have I told you the story about uh, how I play a game of Artifact like once every like quarter of a year? Why? <laughs> I, so I play one game of Artifact uh, and it is pretty much, I play so basically four, three or four a year. And it's because uh, every single time ESL does an event, they have a meeting. They have uh, an online call with all the talent and then the producer and like the head of talent and stuff like that. And they talk about their vision of the show Mm -hmm. and they talk about uh, a lot of technical things. And and then they ask talent some things and they they want some feedback from us. And it's a really boring meeting. (laughs) And so during that time, I play a game, one game of Artifact. I've been working on the same draft uh, I only play draft when it comes to artifact. I've been playing, working on the same draft for like the last year, and uh, you're it's gonna great. get those rewards one day, buddy. I mean, it's it's really enjoyable. I I still really enjoy playing it, but yeah, I find a game actually within like five minutes. But it's great. That's that's the one game of artifact I'll play every single time. It's for now. It's just tied with ESL. Whenever I want to play, I message Slacks and I'm like, Hey, do you want to play? Again? <laughs> you know, speaking of of uh, Slacks, racism, but, uh, no, no, artifacts of, of, of like non success stories. You know, there's a there's an Underlords post today where Artifact actually has more viewers than Underlords. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> Artifact oh. was at 122 viewers. Underlords was at 121. Oh my wow. god! How did that happen? I don't know. Oh did someone no. mislabel their Twitch channel for a I second? I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't actually like like I was taking a shit, so I was just like scrolling through my. I played Underlords a lot for the first when for for like the first month. It was like my workout game. I would I would play it while exercising. Um, And then I really just fell off a cliff with it. Like as soon as they came out the battle pass, I I haven't played a game in probably like six months now. Yeah, that happened to me too. Actually, I didn't. Like it just fell off. Like I was playing a decent amount, and then it just went away. Yeah. And they've added so much to it. I really feel like I should just play that game and be like, what What are they doing? I um. I, I put off playing for like a long time and then after this TI, yeah, after this mm-hmm. TI, I spent a month like uh, grinding out the game, learning how to play, hit Lord, and then I was like, all right, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> What's left? Yeah. I, 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 I didn't like auto chess at all. 
So I was really hesitant to play Underlords. But they changed enough stuff where I'm like, oh, I like this now. Do you, uh, just, do you, do you know the player numbers by chance? No. Because I imagine if the viewer numbers are bad on Twitch, the player numbers can't be that great. I don't know. I, I don't know how any of those games are doing. I don't know what the auto chess numbers are like. I don't know what the TF, the TFT numbers should still probably decent. I see people play that casually all the time, like in public. It's still there. Well, I think one of the advantages that TFT has is that it's uh, you launch it from the same client as you do League of Legends. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a, a different tab. I, yeah, and then it's like the only other game that's on the right launcher yeah, so people I, are like I'll play yeah yeah I guess if like you don't wanna you, you don't feel like fucking solo queuing or whatever you go go play TFT or some shit yeah I, I don't know I, sh- I should go look into that I'm, I wonder how all those games are doing because I feel like it was kind of a I mean it was like a real arms race for a second yeah and, and then, now uh, they're now one side won <laughs> cold war is over <laughs> yeah they're like ah fuck this I guess we should just go finish that VR Half-Life game yeah, I'm, I'm not like a... I was never a Half-Life guy, so I'm just like, whatever. I'm going to need to find someone who has a headset, because I refuse to, like, buy one, but I think I'll, I know enough people who might buy one to be like, hey, when you're done... <laughs> so so I was actually talking to, to Bruno about this, and uh, and I just casually mentioned, like, oh, hey, the, the Alex... Or, I don't know what the name is, but the Half-Life trailer looked really good. I might actually pick up uh, a Vive, and... Uh, and play that when it comes out and he's like oh yeah but you should get the index because that that makes it even better and i had no idea they have like a second system or something already and uh and i was like oh okay cool and i real quickly type into google index a thousand dollars and i'm just like and i was just <laughs> it was like 500 or 600 dollars i would have been like oh okay but i'm like bruno what the hell you're just trying to upsell me to the index for a thousand dollars are you kidding me i'm like well, he, he gets the kickback right so it's just <laughs> <Gets> <laughs> commission <laughs> all works on commission you should there should be like uh, like stands at the mall where bruno can just go work at and be like uh, having kids try on indexes and sell like at the promenade he's just at the bellevue mall just like <laughs> A stack of uh, stack of index vibes. I need I need to have a friend who's gonna buy an index. Someone has to. I'm not buying that shit, dude. Shit. I'll just keep on asking around. Someone will. I I'm not gonna drop. I refuse to buy it for one game only. Like if if there's another game I'm interested in playing, and I feel like that's gonna be more, but. Dude, and that just makes me think like naturally that there's just not gonna be a whole lot of turnout for the VR. Because I feel like that just hasn't quite taken over. And so in my head, that could be like three or four failures in a roll for Valve. When, and that's just crazy. When, when they announced it, the index was like the most sold thing on Steam for like two days. Which is oh, crazy right? when you think that people can just like buy an indie game for $2. But it was topping Jeez. their sales charts. So I would huh. I would kill to see their revenue numbers. So just <laughs> That's wild. Because we just, between three people in esports, in gaming, I don't know, like... I think Purge has a Vive or an Index, maybe. I know he has one of those systems, but like, that's one person between the three of us that that actually plays it. So, I will weird. I will play that game somehow. Somewhere. But you're not gonna You'll buy. It, but I re- yeah. yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not you're, doing you're, their job. You're, you're, you don't you don't count as a tick on the. We'll see. Do you want to get back to racism? I mean, this is... Because uh, we keep on just dancing around it now, and I don't know to, how who, to... Who wants to stand uh, on the soapbox here and... 
Let me just say, not me, because Trent is my casting partner, and I don't want both of us to get accused of clout chasing or whatever stupid-ass meme that is. Let me just say, that, that is literally what people, that's what Bulldog fans believe, is I, that I, Trent is out for the clout. Okay, well. Okay, that's so, sweet fame. So Trent made a lot of waves in the last week with, with uh, <clears throat> contesting Bulldog's opinion on this whole Enigma situation and kind of the way that Bulldog represents his own Twitch tech culture. Does that worry you at all, Cap, as someone who's like uh, financially tied to what people think of Trent now? Oh, are you uh, like shut no. the fuck up, dude? No, not at all. I I told uh, I immediately messaged Trent. Uh, I didn't immediately say it, um, but like once it really blew up, um, I messaged Trent and I told him I I gave him a long paragraph, but the the big thing was like, hey, um, like it can feel really shitty when like everyone's clowning on you. For like something like this, and like everyone's calling you a piece of shit, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and it can all build up, and you can feel like it's um, it's like I fucked up, and this is maybe gonna like hurt my career in some way. But I told them like um, I think that this sort of thing is actually good for like your career. All the fans that you've lost are not fans that you wanted anyway. And I told him that I was proud of him for making his stand like that. Again, like, I want to I wanna say a few things. Like, he didn't really make a, like, he didn't intentionally make a big deal, right? Like, no. how, some, how this actually happened was Trent Yori have a shitty podcast that no one listens to. No, I'm pretty sure more people listen to us. Isn't that crazy? I'm We've pretty sure like more people listen to us. Literally a hundredth of the episodes, them, right? Yeah, and so they have fine. their podcast. Nobody listens to it. And in an hour and a half of podcasting, he had a 30 second like, God, I actually am so annoyed that Bulldog does his shitty race baiting. And, you know, and like that was his thing. And then people acted like he did some official stand against racism when really it was just a side remark on his podcast that got blown the hell up. He immediately put in the comments uh, like, hey, this isn't actually what I mean. I don't think Bulldog's actually racist. That probably wasn't a good idea for me to say he's stupid, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All the, the critique points that people like to be able to lay on him he quickly you know addressed that and was saying like hey this wasn't really like an official statement or anything there was yeah i shouldn't have called them stupid personal attacks aren't a good way to deal with this one nor should you single out one person this is a general problem it's not a bulldog problem etc 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 that's what actually happened but anyway you guys can have your take on that situation <laughs> i will say that like one of the things that i was uh pleasantly surprised by and and this is rare is that when i went into the comments i was expecting much more oh, do you want me to show you what they really look like oh oh oh, <laughs> oh dear dear god do i want to know it's really bad really? okay but but it's like really bad okay but 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 bad comments not like highly upvoted bad comments, right? I mean, because they were kind of we. Because uh, I never care about the comments that are like below fifty points upvoted. No, right? there there were a lot of people who uh, just had their comments filtered for like saying certain words. It's like a lot, yeah. a lot of slurs in that thread. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. a, a, a lot of people who because. Uh, 
wanted to support Bulldog or like just be incredibly shitty or like slew personal attacks. A lot of personal attacks with Trent. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. a lot of personal attacks. Okay, never mind then, because because when I went in, the public version of the threads that I saw were like like most of the upvoted threads were like fairly intelligent replies and takes mm -hmm. on on the situation yeah and like that was surprising to see i i, I didn't expect okay. that so so i got to one of the threads i think before uh joey and or you know the mod team i did, I did almost nothing okay every a lot of people spent but, a lot of time making so that i got to shooting. one of those threads and it was like one of the smaller ones made about it that made it onto the twitter um and so whenever the twitter reddit posts like i clicked on that and i saw a lot of those comments and that's when i made the comment to trend because i actually thought that the community was having like a worse reaction than they did because i read all of those comments yeah, before they got ranked and everything yeah, and i was yeah, just yeah. like oh jesus like trend probably feels yeah. really shitty right now so uh but yes at the once everything got kind of flushed out uh i did feel like there was actually some relatively good yeah. conversation I think part of the thing that's like crazy to me to see is that how like I guess SJW or or being left or or caring about you know these words is is being used as like an insult by some people. I'm just like you, you know you know that Jonah Hill meme where he's just like um, you know. Where he's just where the punchline is fuck me right, mm -hmm. and it's it's just like. You know, I'm just trying to have an inclusive environment. <laughs> Fuck me, right? Yeah. Like that's that that's that's how I feel. It's just like 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 what why why? It's because we're Americans who just don't understand what words mean in other cultures and don't want to have an inclusive environment. I'll, it's it's insane to me. Uh, I and I see like I'll compare uh, stuff on the Dota subreddit and like how we kind of deal with these more sensitive topics to other games, and I still feel like the Dota community by and large is like almost better than other communities. Really? At, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So he's really? saying it's worse than other areas. And, and, oh no! But the thing is, is that being better is still really bad. Like everyone is shitty, but it feels like we're a little bit less shitty because that—that's super surprising. Yeah. Um, like, like I'll, I'll I'll say this because I think um, if you grow up in certain environments, you you and if you grow up as the the majority ethnicity within within a, a place or whatever mm -hmm. like you you might never get it so you know um all uh like like i just want to say that like just because you may if if you're a certain color or ethnicity just because you're not offended doesn't mean that it doesn't do damage or whatever there might be some kid out there or or somebody that that takes this and sees it as acceptable and internalizes it and and it's stuff like that that creates a culture where people don't feel welcomed or or feel hurt or or are marginalized in some way or another and like like that's the real point of of i guess avoiding certain words or um you know making sure that you aren't offensive like just because you might not have that intention doesn't mean that somebody won't get hurt.
Yeah, I think it took me a minute to realize that. Like, I look back at myself in high school and really, really cringe at, like, why would I ever say some of the things that I used to say? Like, it took, it took people from other backgrounds to be, like, uh, have interpersonal conversations or, like, look on the Internet and be like, oh, hey, like, I'm interacting with a bunch of people who aren't me and have different sensibilities and I might be hurting them. Why would I want to do that? And I feel like there's still a lot of people who don't have, like, they're interacting with the people, they're, they're playing pubs with them, they're talking on Reddit with them, they're in Twitch chat with them, but they're not really thinking about, is, could I potentially be hurting someone else? Sure. And I guess to, you know, to, to the people that, I don't know, the 10 people that might listen to this podcast and go, oh, I don't care. It's like, why do you want to be an asshole, dude? Nobody, nobody, as, as... As somebody with a lot of assholeish qualities, like like, it's it's, it's not great. It's not great. So, uh, so to get like a little bit more direct on it, when you see Twitch chat uh, spam, you know, three Merlinis, Ming Li, Pog. I never. How, how do you feel about that, Charlie? I never. Uh, yes. Yeah, sorry, sorry, go I, ahead, Joey. I've never understood why three Merlinis. White man, was, please address racism. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I've never understood. I've I've been anti three Merlinis from day one. I never understood how it got to be like such a thing that like uh, even felt semi accepted. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I'm not like hurt by it, but when I see it, I I don't like it because it's it's perpetuating this idea that that this is okay, like in it and it and it shouldn't be be okay. I know. I, I saw a lot of comments and a bunch of other threads where they're like, I'm from Southeast Asia and this doesn't bother me. I find it funny or whatever. But, you know, like, like great for you, but that's not every single Asian experience across the world. And I know people have said, like, I don't want other people's values to be enforced on me or whatever. But, like, like honestly what's the fucking benefit of being able to spam three Marlini's low like that's like the it's not that fucking funny man it's really fucking not and it, I mean and, and it goes back to this like this sense of like if this is okay and it becomes acceptable and we don't address it then you you create this culture where it's like okay to make these these subtle racist jabs at other people this idea that all asian people look the same is um it, you know it, it there's a his a, a hurtful history behind that kind of stuff um and there's a a hurtful history of um a lot of asian american race issues not being addressed or not being taken seriously and this is this is one of them and i i don't like seeing it like like and i it's honestly not that fucking funny spamming try hard. It's not that fucking funny spamming Anil. Um, it's like it's some lowbrow fucking shit. Like, what kind of fucking animal are you? Even calling like, it lowbrow like makes it seem like it could be humor. It's like it's below that. Yeah, it's <laughs> because if you ask somebody who is making these jokes, what's funny about it? At the end of the day, what what the core of the message is. Black people are monkeys and thieves. Black people are funny. Asian people all look alike. Right. They all talk with a funny accent. And like when you get to that core message, it's like that that's really shitty. <laughs> like that's not funny at all. That's that's actually terrible. You know? But yeah, you know. It's uh So did uh did Kuroki make a mistake naming his team this? 
Oh, whatever. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, don't, I don't care about the Enigma thing whatsoever. Dude, so many people came into my fucking chat asking me, like, aren't you concerned somehow you're going to say the N-word? <laughs> I was like, I, literally, I, I think I said Enigma 50 times in a row or something on stream to prove that I somehow wouldn't accidentally slip. Never said it before in the history of Dota. Nobody said that when it comes to saying Enigma. Nobody has accidentally said that. So, no. It's not a problem. I don't think it's like a like they're very like unaware or just don't care that the very obvious memes are going to be made. I don't think but. it was malicious. No, I, I think I think if I were to hazard a guess, I think they're coming from the perspective of this is a word that is important to us. We want to call ourselves this, and we're not going to let certain Western standards be enforced on on our decision. Now. Um, That's fair. Unfortunately, business decisions aren't evaluated <laughs> on your intent here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. is it a great business decision? It's not. It's not. Let's let's, let's be real. It's not. A good, it's not a good business decision. Um, do I think it will ultimately matter in the long run? Um, personally, no. But because I don't think that team lives or dies on um, these things. I, I don't think this team lives or dies because of um, sponsors that care about these things. Mm. I'm not going to get into any, I'm not going to say any more about that, but ultimately I don't think it mattered. That much. I just wanna. I, I wish that I could, you know, step in my little time machine and then be a fly in the wall in the wall in their pitch meeting, because I'm curious if anyone brought up the point of maybe this is a bad idea. I wonder. I wonder if there was any voice of dissent. Probably, probably. Yeah. But I think. But again, I think they don't. They don't care. I probably would have been like, I don't think this is a good business decision. But aside from that, like, I don't. I don't feel super strong. I mean, it seems like, uh, judging from their Twitter account anyway, it seems that they had Hashtag a decent amount of thought. Yeah, a decent amount of thought into why they wanted to name it the the way they named it. And it obviously ties into the culture of that team pretty heavily. So, I mean, I think it's fair that if they just wanted to ignore the the uh, obvious memes and, you know, Western influence or whatever you want to call it. of But know, ignoring, it, like, that's what it is. It's ignoring it because they're yeah. going to happen and they're not going to stop. Sure. I, I think it, it, it puts, like, an extreme amount of pressure on that team to be incredibly su- successful and win. And I think even if they they do that, wins don't always necessarily translate to business to to success on the business front. Um, I think uh, a lot of players in Dota and a lot of people in Dota have... Um, we, Dota, Dota esports lives in a bubble. Mm-hmm. We're very disconnected from all other esports. And I think we put a lot of value on wins in terms of how successful a franchise or a brand is. Um, and when that translates to sponsorship, it, that, that doesn't always just translate to sponsorship dollars. For example, um, in the LCS or in, in League of Legends as a whole, who do, you th- who, is, who do you think is the most valuable player? Do you think it's Faker, the best player in the world? 
No, it's I mean, uh, if you're gonna look at it, double from, lift, right, or yes, whatever. It's it's double lift. He comes from North America, League <laughs> of Legends. He is by far the most valuable player in the world. But you know what? North America, North American League of Legends is dog shit. They didn't even get out of Worlds <laughs> this year. They are far yeah. the worst region. Um, they got outshined by EU this year, which has always been a rivalry between the two shittest regions. You know, <laughs> who's worse yeah. when in the end, Korea and yeah. But despite all of that, Double Lift is hands down the most valuable player in all of League of Legends. He's really good on those uh, Honda commercials. Sure, whatever. Does that uh, so translating that into some Dota terms? Uh, do you think that? the new liquid roster um like there there's one thing about the old liquid roster right they never did like anything extra when it came to sponsors and stuff like i never really saw like any interviews and stuff and then like this new liquid i see immediately they're doing like interviews they're doing like you know just various content pieces for liquid do you think that in a way, that that roster can be just as valuable as the old one, even though the old one won TI, simply because they're willing to do content pieces and stuff. I think that already makes them more valuable in some ways. Really? Wow. It, it, it really depends on your. Honestly, it really depends on your business model here. Um, so, I would say, like TL is a mix of. So, God, how do I describe this? Um, most, uh, before all the investors came in, the esports business model was purely run off of sponsorships. E even to this day, revenue, e even if you have investment, revenue is about 70 to 80%. Of re sponsorship revenue consists of 70 to 80% of your total revenue for a team, <laughs> your total revenue. And... If you contrast that with traditional sports, traditional sports sponsorship revenue is about 20 to 30% because they have content deals, they have other sources of revenue. And that's bad for esports because sponsorship revenue does not cover costs. Um, but um, I would say T TL is like half and half because they have a whole bunch of investment. Mm -hmm. But you know, everyone still runs off of sponsorships. Um, but they, I imagine they have like a significant amount of runway um, because I guess the other half of their business model is, is grabbing valuable assets and those assets in turn are put into how much your, your company and your brand is worth for investors. So I guess... Inflating is a loaded term, but for lack of a better term, inflating your valuation, and then eventually you're going to sell that to somebody or another. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't feel concerned about uh, these teams that are getting big investments. I feel like they're going like your your what your uh, your hundred thieves, your phases, your team I'm liquids. Concerned. If I were them, I'd be it's, concerned. It's it's every other team who in esports that I look at, I'm like, what is your business model? I mean, I'm I'm concerned if I'm all of them. Because um, at some point, if, you, if you've got a whole bunch of investment, but your, your revenue numbers are maybe a tenth, sometimes less than what your valuation is, then eventually, if, if those numbers don't like, like, 
eventually get closer together. Yeah, level out. Then if some investors are going to be like, "Yo, what the fuck?" Like, like what? what <laughs> Somebody's going to start crunching the numbers yeah. and go, "Why, what why the am hell? I investing in this?" Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of these investors say that their plan is like multi-year. They don't expect a return eventually. But honestly, I don't expect in the way that um, teams currently operate and the way the ecosystem is currently, I don't expect any of these teams to even get close for another like five plus years. I don't. What changes in five years to get them closer to that revenue? Maybe another game. Maybe their um, maybe their target audience just has more disposable income. Um, and you know, like all these Fortnite kids get actual jobs, and then they can spend their own money or something. Like, or or the the population of gamers grows larger. I think esports problem right now is that um, well, at least one of the problems is that the audience isn't growing that much. Um, we're still at the same numbers, and but uh, but costs have gone up like incredibly uh player contracts production value everything has gone up everything's gone up to insane amounts um but revenue hasn't caught up but valuations are going up um like cap's probably heard this a million times but like i i sort of liken uh, a lot of esports properties to the 2008 housing crisis where um everyone's betting big on esports everybody's betting big on this idea that yeah nobody defaults on their house right <laughs> um you know so, so 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 you can package all these like some pr- subprime deals into this fucking tranche or whatever and and, it, and it'll be fine because nobody defaults on their house um and people are are, are seeing esports as this kind of thing where they're like yeah esports is going to be big nobody's going to um Every, everyone, the, the idea of watching people play video games for money is always going to be a thing. And I, I think that's correct. But that doesn't mean that every single one of these properties here is, is going to be a part of that. You know, like some of, the, some of these people are just not going to have a house because some of them are going to default. So, I, I mean, I'm worried if I'm all of them. I'm worried if I'm getting investment. I'm worried if I'm not getting investment because then how can I compete? And if you have investment, you know, how do I make a return? Nobody's really figured that out yet. You could be a you could try and be the esports supreme like 100 thieves. It's like sort of working. Yeah. Or become more of a social brand than the esports brand, which I think is the phase plan. But I don't know who else is really branching out on different paths. Someone'll find a business model maybe. 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 Maybe um I don't even know if it exists. Um, think about it. Like, what do what do esports teams own? What is something protectable that they own? Their logos. That's it. The brand identity. That's it. Yeah, That's I it. can't think of number two. That's it. If you uh, NBA teams, they like the teams themselves own the league. Uh, so, and like the NBA league works for the teams themselves. It's, it was created by the teams. They all have a spot in it. Nobody owns basketball, so like nobody can say no. You can't. You can't have the broadcast rights for basketball anymore. No, the teams own that. That's proprietary to them. Um, but you know, in esports, 
you don't own that shit. Valve owns that shit. Riot <laughs> owns that shit. Um, and I think in the history of, um, like a league, a third-party league versus a developer, there's only ever been one successful suit, like lawsuit, where um, a league has won against the developer, and that was South Korea, StarCraft One against Blizzard, but it. It's fucking South Korea. So. <laughs> I don't know if that's replicable. Probably not. No. Wow, I never knew that. How many? How many? Like, have there been a lot of lawsuits? No, I, I mean, I say that there's only one. I, I think that's the only one. Honestly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting, though. Yeah, they wanted to uh, pull. Uh, Blizzard wanted to pull it, mm-hmm. but you know, South Korea was like, no, we. Th- this, this is our thing. <laughs> Don't and so, and so they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't take their broadcasting rights. That's the TLDR. I'm probably missing a lot of nuance here. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to fucking Wikipedia that shit, you can Wikipedia. That shit. <laughs> yeah. Well. <clears throat> so that's your esports doom and gloom from Charlie Yang. Esports sucks. <laughs> e- esports scares me because it it does feel. I mean, bubbly is the. Is, oh. is the layman's oh, term. It's, it's, it's definitely bubbly. And a lot of people out there who have a, um, like a horse in the race have a vested interest in telling you that it's not bubbly. <laughs> I don't know how you can look at it and be like, it's not bubbly. It's just, bu- just with the, how much money is being inflated into it right now. It's bubbly. Like, like, I mean, in some ways, like I have a horse in the race, but I think like I'm masochistic enough to not care. So be like, well, knew this was going to happen. I'll go back to I'll go back to being a lawyer or something. Oh, fuck you guys! <laughs> I, have a, I have a degree. There's a consistent job there. You can just go do that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I guess I, I I've been trepidatious about like getting fully into esports as as like a career option. Um, I, I I produce regular television, um, which is Keep doing that. Yeah. And there's been times where, you know, I'll take a long shower and I'll be like, oh, you know, maybe I should just, you know, stop working for Disney and start working for whatever league team developer production company. And then I get out of the shower and I'm like, no, no, I shouldn't. (laughs) Yeah. Just wash away those bad thoughts. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I need to. Like, it's very, you know, flirty. I feel like to, to or, or very idealistic to be like, oh man, I just just go like get a career in like gaming or go go like make esports stuff. It's so cool. I love this stuff. But then you know you, you look at the you look at the teams, you look at the games, you look at the numbers, and I, I feel oof. So I feel like uh, something that viewers would probably uh, like most of them really identify in the situation of like I want to get into esports. How do I do that? Like Charlie would. What advice would you give to people like that? Just like get a Don't. normal to, okay, but like get get a normal degree and a job that can allow you to transition into esports. Yeah, but doesn't necessarily put you all in. I I would say like be you you want depending on what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I would honestly try and find something like. I would like say you want to be a lawyer or a manager or, or whatever. Don't be an esports lawyer or a manager or right. whatever. Go be a regular <laughs> lawyer, and then 
and then find a way. Like, if you really want to work in esports, then just just bring your skills over. Yeah. Like, people that market themselves, yeah, fuck you, Ryan, um, <laughs> as like the esports attorney or whatever. Like, I hate those monikers, man. Like, why why would you why would you do that to yourself? Just be just be Bryce Bloom or Ryan Morrison. Why do you have to be the video game attorney? Just be an attorney. I feel like don't demean yourself like that by attaching esports to your name. And that's generally what employees are looking for anyway, right? They're not yeah. looking for, I love esports, here's all the games I want, and I can manage a Dota 2 team. They want to hear, I can manage teams I've been this in. This is my work history. This yeah. is my work history, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, and yeah, I do love esports, but most importantly, I'm here to work. Yeah, if, if the first thing, when I do hires, the first, if the first thing you do <laughs> is tell me how much you, how passionate you are, Next. <laughs> Next. That's an instant swipe left. Instant swipe left. I don't want fucking fans. I don't want fans. Yeah. People are good at their jobs and yes. roles. <laughs> I, want, I want you to be good at your job. I don't care like how much you love RTZ. I, I, that makes me want to hire you even less. <laughs> Yeah, that does sound kind of gross. <laughs> so but just also remember, just... if you're sending your resume to, to Charlie, just at the top say, I hate esports, I think it's a pyramid scheme, and then, you know, the rest of your Dude, resume. A, that, that, would actually work. Work. that would actually work. Esports is Cutco. Here's my dissertation. Yeah, I, I, would, I would for sure give you a call back. Absolutely. I try to sell you some knives. <laughs> Did, 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 did the being cynical about esports just come mostly from the time working in it and like seeing Mo behind the curtain? Mo mostly, yeah. I mean, I, I think at the beginning, I had a at the very beginning of the industry, I had a lot of hope for it. I I, I, I had hoped that we could turn it into something sustainable and good. Um, well, Charlie, can you actually tell the story of when you first decided to get in, into esports? Sure. I always um, like that story. So, um, I was in the, in the first, for my first summer as a 1L in law school, um, I was in Beijing for, I was working at an NGO over there, um, and, uh, it was called Landessa. They did work with poor rural farmers in China. It's a really fucked up system over there, by the way. Uh, all the land in China is owned by the government. So farmers have to lease it from the government. Usually these are year leases. A lot of them don't have paperwork, and that leads to them being... TLDR, it's poor and shitty. And so we did work with like getting them longer leases or getting them or, or doing the paperwork. Um, and so I was there doing that, and I, like, I went to the villages, um, spoke to some of them, saw how they lived, like touched it, smelled it. It was, it was, it was like, it was an amazing experience. I'll, I'll, I'll probably never do anything like that again. But honestly, the the thing I remember most um, when it when I was in Beijing was uh, sitting in my apartment, watching MLG Columbus. Uh, that was the year they they had like record attendance, record viewership. Is when esports was like fucking popping off. Starcraft was was the shit was the shit mm -hmm. um and i was thinking fuck I, what am i doing here i should be there right now and so when i went back um i decided that i'm i'm, I'm just gonna put everything into working in esports like a dumbass 
And so um, I put on uh, a few local lands in Toronto. I wasn't in Toronto at that time, but anyways, I put on a few lands in Toronto. Um, I worked as a writer for ESFI World. Um, and uh, and then uh, my f- Aoi 2000 uh, asked me to be their manager for Pot and Bottom. And I was like, yeah, fuck this. Let's, let's go. I don't want to be a lawyer. Fucking mistake. <laughs> how, many, how many of those clerical skills translated into uh, managing a team? What's it like? I've, I've never talked to anyone who's really managed a team. You could have been one of those high-octane, high-powered assholes I see at the gym who's always talking on their fucking phone while they're working out at the same time. Oh, Joke's on you. Guys. I'm still those <laughs> I made my way to that stereotype anyways. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Managing uh, a team? Oh, man. Because um, I just imagine it would be hell. Like, there's five people who probably, like, can't take care of themselves pretty well. It's, no, it's, uh, it's, I think if you ask um, a different manager, you'll get a very, you get a lot of different answers, really, depending on, like, what team they manage, what their mindset is going into it. Not all managers, you know, have the same duties or experiences. For me, it was... Um, mostly like keeping that team together on the right track, um, and, uh, managing personal relationships between a lot of them, uh, and then a bunch of like very mundane things like schedules, schedule scrims, flights, you know, shit like that. But honestly, that's the most, that's the most basic of your managerial duties. Um, all, like, if, if you're... If you're not a moron, you should be able to do like these things, like keep a schedule, respond to your players on time, um, you know, all, like all these sort of like good employee things. Yeah. Um, I think the things that really separate um, just your your okay manager from uh, somebody that really makes a difference is is can you get your team to work together better or how do you or your your ability to manage the relationships between players relationships your relationships with them and it's not something that comes easy if you're a new manager that's that's just not you don't have the clout to do that and so you have to be able to build that relationship with them to say hey look um i'm not as good as at dota as you but the way that you're speaking to him or the way that we're practicing or the way that we're doing this is is not good and we can do it a better way or whatever. Um, so a lot of, I'd say, the interesting parts about being a manager is um, just a lot of relationship building. And how good are you at that? And you get to care those relationships because now you're still friends with all these people for the yeah. most part. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like one of the one of the one of the good things, one of the best things about esports um, that is 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 really the people that you'll meet. Um, I think, like Cap said this before, that I think we're really lucky in Dota that most people here are like really like pretty good, genuine people, and the people that aren't have been like weeded out or don't last very long anything like that um and so you have to be masochistic enough to enjoy dota to like somehow become a decent person to yeah i think work in it for sure i think like 
being a good manager, like you, you have to have some level of masochism in you. Like you, you gotta like know how to suffer <laughs> to, to some degree. I'm sure that there's like, a lot of suffering in playing Dota in general. Yeah. So I think it's uh, I know I've I've I've, uh, I've figured this out recently is that uh, one thing that like all the at least the Dota talent I think really appreciate is that when somebody um, shows off a uh, a sin or weakness or like a bad part of themselves for other people to laugh at or just to, to like just to pull that out right for people like I think we all really gravitate towards those people because that was one of the things about Rich like Rich Campbell, the host, right? Like, we all, like, he's a very charismatic guy. So there's that. There's that hit point. But he was not afraid to ever be able to say, like, hey, here's this stupid thing I did. Have a laugh. You know? In exchange, I'm, I'm going to tell you this dumbass thing that I did. You can think I'm stupid and you can laugh at me for it. You know? And I think that's, like, we all really appreciate that in, in the Dota talent pool. And I think part of that is, again, the masochism of, of Dota. Well, appreciate people who can humiliate themselves because we have to be in shitty situations playing Dota all the time. Just humble yourself a little bit. Yeah. Did you? So, did you finish law school when you were working with the Dota people? Yeah, yeah. So I managed the team and I was in school at the same time. Okay. And I, I graduated, and then um, when I graduated, I was uh, I, I was going to keep on doing the managing thing, and then so I, I moved back home with my parents for like six months, fought with them all the time about like, you know, what the fuck are you doing? So, <laughs> uh, and then um, went to uh, MLG Columbus with Speed Gaming, and then they won. I, I did the deal between them and Cloud9, and then I went to go work for EG, and then, and then I had like money to eat things. <laughs> Which must like, have been nice. Still got this debt that I have to pay off yeah. for these student loans for you know, being a lawyer. So, when, uh, when I was working for Dignitas, my salary was $200 a month. Ooh. That's, I thought you were going to say a week. No. And I was like, oh man. $200 a month. And they Dude. didn't, and in order for me to get paid, I would have to be like, yo, like. Odie, yeah. buddy, yeah, yeah, please. Like, by the way, I'm on mode salary. <laughs> that's uh, oh, that's still a classic in esports. Not getting paid. Yeah, there's too people. many stories about that. I'd say it's becoming less and less prominent, but I know that people haven't been paid for work recently, so it's Are not entirely. Yeah, there was a recent Counter Strike uh, mm -hmm. CS:GO. They had their issue with Starladder not getting paid by them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there is um, like. Like you find it in surprising places. There's that issue with C9 League of Legends recently. Mm -hmm. um, if you didn't hear about that, they were instead of paying their players in salary, they were they paid them in equity, which they weren't allowed to do. So, huh. I mean, big name, big. I mean, big team still happens with them. Are we allowed to talk about Tom? Can we talk about Tom? I'm sure we. Can I mean that sounds very confident? <laughs> like, like we don't have any NDAs. No, we don't have NDAs. <laughs> I mean, I, this isn't gonna go anywhere, right? <laughs> uh, every single time I think that, it always shows up on Reddit. Yeah, that's the thing. That that's your call. Can we talk about that? Calls? At the end of the day, that is uh, that is your call, Charles, because. 
Why is that my call? Because you're closer to the situation I don't than know. I am. How am I closer? The only reason I'm closer to the situation is because I was owed like 50 grand. Yeah, well. Yeah, but I got paid that 50 grand. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to touch this. The TLDR is that uh, at the end of it, everyone got paid, but a bunch of people were owed a lot of money and, and somebody was defrauded. And... Um, there might be jail to anyways. <laughs> Esports is a scene that criminals can get into. Yes. It seems like a great option if you want to launder a lot of money. Oh, oh, oh. oh. God. No, I that's a whole other I'm, okay. I'm okay talking about this. So what, there, a, a are, there are, oh, I think still to this day that they, they exist. I won't talk about which ones they are because they, they still exist. And, um, you know, a bunch of companies in the past that were straight up launder money laundering fronts. Um, Korean mafia, you know, various oligarchs from different parts of the world sort of stuff. Like, these are just like, they need to get their money out to the West in a safe way. And there's this new unregulated industry called esports. Big prize purses. Yeah, do whatever you want here. I assume, yeah, there's, there's a lot of those uh, streaming companies who are trying to take a piece of Twitch's pie that I'm like, these all seem shady. And uh, there's still <laughs> tournament organizers that I look at and I'm like, you, where's this money coming from? Listen, 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 Joey, before we besmirch any tournament organizers. I didn't say anything. I just want to say that if you are a tournament organizer and you're listening to this, I don't care. Just pay me my money. <laughs> And it's all good. I can't believe you're still holding out hope for that. You're not getting it. Oh, are you talking about GESE? Well, that, I mean, that's... Oh, dude, that, that's not... Uh, th there's no criminal activity going on there besides just not paying people. There's no nefarious thing. That's just, you know, somebody stupid got way over their, uh, way dude, over I, their head and doesn't have the money to pay people. That guy... The, the, real, the real criminal element are the people who can pay because they're obviously laundering money. But I don't care if you're laundering money. Just pay me mine. If I work for you, just pay me mine. To go for a cash up front model. I actually don't know who the money launderers are. Like, concretely. But it's like... It's all rumors. I can have it. Yeah, yeah, it's, all, it's no a lot of rumors. No really one knows yeah. what they are or who they are. It just it feels like there are some, which yeah. I guess is the problem in the first place. Like the weird part is, is that they're shady it, money. It's a little hard to tell, I think, uh, the laundering money ones from the like spending stupid amounts of money because of investment capital ones. Right? Yes. It's like, I don't know, like somebody has free money one way or another. I just don't know which one it is. I don't know if it's legal or not. Is it angel investors or mobs? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane because there are some like legitimately really dumb esports startups out there that, have, that, that got a bunch of investment money. Like legitimately like really bad ideas. Like, I'll, I'll call one out. I don't give a fuck. I, so recently there was, I met them at DreamHack. Um, like a little bit ago, I, I don't remember their name. Honestly, it, it was it was just bad. Their their business idea is um, like it's some sort of recruitment tool for teams to use to like identify good pub players or whatever, and then like feed it and like get their stats or whatever, and then sell that to. Like, I think I know teams. what you're talking about. Um, listen. Like I, I've I've taken a lot of like a it's not a novel idea I've I've taken a bunch of calls with a bunch of companies that have this idea so let me let me preface this like 
I'll give you some free consulting right now. Is that if that's your idea, it's fucking bad. Every single one of them is bad. I don't care, like, if you have some new proprietary tool or whatever. Like, if, if your idea is some sort of recruitment software or method or service or whatever, it's bad. It's, it's bad because you ha- like like I don't think any any of them understand like how how it's currently done now, and your software is just it's it's not going to be it's not going to take over pro player like intuition or connections or or anything like that. It's not. It's also such a small pool. Like there's only so many people who are being called up to be like, hey, do you want to play on this team? But Charlie, Moneyball was a was a good movie and book. That I they've read slash seen. Never. I don't. I don't have a response to that because I've never seen Moneyball or read it. I don't know either. But have you? Did you make a joke that none of us know about? Because I've also never read. Or seen I mean, the, the the plot of the story is that you know that you're using stats to be able to make a winning team rather than traditional metrics I mean, you, that were at the time. You you can you can do that. You mm-hmm. can you can still like use stats to help make you a winning team or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if your if your entire idea is like using publicly available data to go to to do this and then go sell that to different organizations <laughs> that have people scouting for them already internally and your idea is bad and if you got funding for that both shame on you and well done and well done <laughs> yes congrats yes i should go pitch more bad esports ideas if some of them are getting hit on yeah there's a lot of them like one of them was like it was called like chili.z or something and i don't remember the exact idea i just remember this is so fucking stupid how did they get 2.7 million dollars okay uh. dude i've got the real idea uh. we need to get some investment in, in, investors to uh to fund a show where it's an esports like Shark Tank, and it's literally just Charles just calling out. Like you just approach Charles and like, here's my esports idea, and he just goes, dog shit, dog shit, dog, dog, shit. dog shit. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Sounds like too much free consulting. <laughs> and like, who else is on that panel? Like, I mean, you need like another Mark Cuban or the QVC lady. There, or... there, there, there would be people that would do this. We could get Mark Cuban. <laughs> He's, he's done it already. Where's yeah. someone call he Rick Fox? He knows a bad deal when he sees it. I don't now. think Rick Fox is a team anymore, right? He, he's, he's looking for work. Yeah. Oh, I'm not opening that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I'm just gonna say that like, there's so much more to that story than is available to the public. And I think like this, I'm, I'm gonna get on the soapbox again. Like, there's so much going on in the space. That, that just never sees the light, like the, the light of day. And the craziest part is like when I go into threads about certain things or whatever, and I see people making, like saying things with such conviction as if they're fact, but they have like no actual knowledge of the situation. Like if you, if you make a, like I would say almost all, like 99% of the comments about esports or or teams or certain decisions or whatever are all misinformed and wrong like like fans actually know so little even people inside the space know so little it's 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 crazy couldn't you make the same parallel to like the nba subreddit or no or do you feel like it's even worse in our scene it's definitely worse in our scene and at least in the nba subreddit 
they got like they got some real good like memes and jokes. <laughs> it's pretty dang. It's NBA really is one of the best. It's for really sure. good. It's really good. And but like, and it, I I would also say that the NBA like there's more transparency in in terms of like how things happen, but in esports there's very very little, and a, a lot of stuff that you see like put out there is just PR stuff. It's it's not always true. Um, and there are mischaracterizations, like like people within the scene will mischaracterize things publicly, either intentionally or not, or whatever. There's so much that that just like is not right. And so if 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 you're like if you're a fucking redditor and you're posting in there, like, and if you don't know, please just don't say anything. Just but like, I just it's. I know exactly what's going on with Sumail and what all the problems are. It's very clear. Did you not see how he looked at the camera? Yeah, I'm a mind reader. There's there's so much that's just unsaid, and that will probably be never be said. Doesn't probably doesn't need to be said. Well, that that that's a matter of perspective. That's a matter of perspective. I guess I'm fine with a lot of people being in the dark. Uh, with a lot of the inner workings of the business side or the back end, um, that feels okay. Like, not everyone should have access to all this information. Sure. But uh, it does bother me as someone who does read a lot of just, like, the Dota subreddit, uh, people as- assuming <laughs> that they know more than they know. There's a, there's a lot of assumptions about players, teams, business decisions, Valve. Um, yeah. Yeah. People can't contain themselves. They're all, everyone's an expert. Oh god! Whenever I see a Valve, I mean, anything about Valve, like I'm sitting here and then going, like, you know, I've worked for Valve for multiple, multiple events, and I have no clue. I have like zero insight into anything involving Valve, almost because it's like I, I, agree. I don't know those people. It's a, it's like, a I black box. Yeah. Like, fuck. I, I agree. I think between like me, Cap, Will, and maybe some other people, like we we have probably more direct. Like conversations with a lot of people than in Valve than um, literally anyone. Sure, and like, and like, I would never feel comfortable making a making a statement or or um, or a guess about like what they think or what they do or what their motivations are. Like, I'm yeah. just not like I I'm not comfortable enough in my ability to say something accurately about them or whatever. So why the fuck does random redditor nine six seven feel that they can? I like, feel like you're just insane. explaining that you have some self restraint, and most people don't. That's what it has to come down to, right? Like all these people are just excited about this stuff they care about a lot. And they yeah, don't have. I'm they don't. Is that you guys are all fucking monkeys. No. <laughs> <laughs> you should shut the fuck up. People just restrain themselves a little bit more. Be nice, right? Just go back what to a, playing what, Dota. What a, what a great uh, what a great way to encapsulate this podcast. We were really... Esports is shit. You should care less about it. Speculate about it less. Just all around, just care less. Fix about racism. Um, Fix racism. LA is the greatest city LA is in the, the world. Greatest city in the world. <laughs> it's really up there. 
Oh, I can't name Jesus. a better one. I yeah, I I'm gonna be morbidly interested in looking at the uh, like the viewership per time graph. Yeah, just oh, to be God. like. You know, starting off on a city that almost no one lives in has to be a strong one, what if, what if and then this, transitioning into... <laughs> what if this is the episode that just tanks your viewership numbers from, like, two to one? Every every episode, how dare you? It's like... It's like no, that listen, one is Trump. me. That one is me. I, I'm probably... I'm, I believe I am your most loyal listener. Have you showed Charlie numbers? Wait, you said you haven't listened to the first episode okay, yet. The first There's one. people who've listened to all the episodes. I know they have. Have you showed Charlie the numbers, or is he doing a bit? No, no, no I, I he hasn't seen the numbers. He doesn't know we only have two people. <laughs> There's three people on the show. Why aren't you guys listening to our own show? What's wrong with you? I have to listen to it a lot when I edit it, so to listen to it again on Spotify feels like a real chore, dude. All right, dude, fair. I follow. One of those little ticks is me. When I go back, I'll go on Apple and I'll I'll, I'll, I'll write a review. Thank you. Nice on Apple. It really helps if you do it on Apple. Yeah, I know. Yeah, do it so I, much. Like I said, I'm a listener. <laughs> I don't know how many people are going to be uh, after all the politics talk. Or maybe we have like a weird crossover of Bulldog fans who now just really don't like me. Or Charlie. Or me. For the love of God, if you're going to put it on Reddit, just don't, just don't put a thread about the race stuff. I just don't want to read that again. <laughs> I hate everybody I, involved in it'll those. It'll come back around. It always does. Uh, yeah, it does. It we does. have we have one race problem a month on another subreddit. That's true. Maybe it's not exactly true, but it feels like it's true. It's it happens more often than it should, and like I see them, and from a work perspective, which sounds gross to say, of like, oh man, we got to deal with all these people who are like going to out themselves as being really shitty humans. <laughs> time to time to ban a bunch of accounts, but also just from a human perspective of like, I thought we were getting better as a. Community. Do you just feel like really shitty after like when you have to go and like do that cleanup at the end of the, the day? Do you just like <laughs> oh, life is just the 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 upside of uh-huh. having uh, threads like uh-huh. that is that people will come out of the woodworks and like mark themselves as like I'm a shitty person with bad opinions okay. who is just a racist, and you can be like that's how Great. I would look at we it. We can just kick more of them out. Yeah. I just look at it. You're just shotgunning down white, white, <laughs> you, white part, capes, you know. Part of me feels like, do you think like, like banning them, like radicalizes them even more? Some people don't get notifications that they're banned. They'll just be like shadow bans. Ah, which ah. is like it, it, it's a so different only type notice of when they look for their own comment or something. And no one gets like permanently banned. People get mm. like like two week bans to start, and then they'll be like, "What the fuck? Why'd you ban me? It's free speech. Do you not live in America? First Amendment, dog." And then it's like, "Hey, uh, it's just a temporary ban. Like, just don't be shitty like this, and like it won't be a problem." And then a lot of people are like, "Oh, hey, I don't want to be banned, so they just don't do it again, and it kind of works." And then other people will just keep doing it, and you're like, okay, well, I mean, <laughs> bye. You know, speaking of shadow bans, I think I'm shadow banned from Tinder. From, How does from that Tinder? happen? So, uh, I saw a video on it. If, yeah. if you, you know how, like, if you just, like, keep on swiping right without, <laughs> like, doing anything else, and you mm-hmm. just swipe right, because it's a numbers I'm game. I'm guilty right? of that, yeah. yeah, so, yeah you know, swipe, yeah, the, why, the why horny net? dog, like, I don't care what I'm fucking. <laughs> well, no, no, it's, it's like... <laughs> No, wh- listen, listen, Mister. I've been in a committed relationship for like the last like fifty-two years or whatever. Like this is this is what dating is: is that you just like 
If you get matched with somebody, then like then that's when you do the filtering. But when you're not, you just you just swipe right or whatever. And so like like on Tinder or whatever, I did that for a bit because I was just like watching shows while I was just swiping, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, but like I I didn't do that for Bumble, and I would mm-hmm. get matches on Bumble, but I wouldn't get any on t- on on Tinder. And so I, I saw a video that was that people were saying, yeah, if you do that, you're probably shadow banned, and they don't tell you. You just you just like you just, you can still see things or whatever. You just don't get matches. That has to be extra depressing. You're like, man, I'm not getting any matches. It was depressing for a while. I was just like, what the fuck is going on? What happened? Do yeah, I need to change my pictures around? Yeah, it was like, is like, is it me? I was like. And, and then, then you were like, no, it's a dating it's app. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then you went to some other one. Yeah, I, went to, I mean, I got matches on Bumble, so it's like... it's like. I'm a, I'm a champion of Hinge recently. Highly, highly recommend. It, what, highly recommend What, what, what is, like, the, the Hinge hook? I, uh, hinge, I can uh, comment. I can send my like with a comment on, like, a photo or, like, a, a question or something that they've said. So I can, like, give oh, some okay. kind of a witty response. Okay. I feel like yeah. I'm much better at fishing when I can, like, say the first thing that's not, like, a, not like a shitty thing, but, like, a funny thing. Sure, sure. You, you, it's, like, it's, like, a way to get your foot in the door. Yeah. Okay. And it's just, it's also fun creative writing. It's like, oh, what kind of dumb shit can I say? I, um, I will say, you know, 20 years ago when I was on Tinder, I guess the the biggest reason I had I couldn't do the the full swipe right was because I was in Germany at the time. What, what, so I, I needed, don't know what that yeah. means. Well, I needed to make sure they spoke English. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just spam swipe right. I mean, I mean, because I mean, I mean can't you? Like, like you you yeah. just like if you get matched, you just send them a message in English. <laughs> And if they're like only Deutsch, then then you know you're out of luck. I mean, that just that just seemed like a waste of time. So you know, if they didn't have some sort of marker that they spoke English on there. Then I just didn't swipe right. How successful was that for you? Did, did you I have had a few an, matches? Did you have an American flag in your profile? Did you no. have something to identify yourself as an American? No. I feel I like mean, that's the play when you're abroad. Yeah, because no. people are like, hey, not in Germany. Not in Germany. Not in Germany. I guess no. they might not like us for some reasons, depending on. <laughs> I'm not on no, let me say, let me say, let me say, at the offices, they were not big fan of World War jokes. They just weren't for whatever reason. They weren't, but I made a few of them. I didn't stop. I kept doing it, and that's why I didn't have any friends in that office. So you just couldn't contain yourself. You're like, I'm a Marine, and I love America. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Coming with your combat boots on, just like, hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, I remember one time Zoe was like you're so American and I immediately responded thank you <laughs> <laughs> I knew she meant it <laughs> well, look where she fucking yes. is now I love, in I America <laughs> casting Overwatch it's, with other Americans she loves Los Angeles or I guess Irvine she loves Los Angeles yeah, like Irvine yeah. she's great I love Zoe yeah Zoe's doing great let me ask you something actually yeah um you remember when Blitz was fat? <laughs> oh Jesus! I was I was friends with Blitz when he was fat. So okay, so and so, then he got, like got popular. So, now we're not friends anymore. So remember, <laughs> like like take take Fat Will in your in your mind. Mm-hmm. Do you think in a fight to the death? Let's say like you run this simulation like a thousand times. Do you think in any of them could Zoe kill Will? In a majority of them? 
in any of them. Like, in a fight to death. Do you think Zoe could kill Will? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, Zoe, so Zoe's so fucking feisty. She can probably choke him this, out. I, I, this has to be uh, in. You, you need to send me the timestamp of this moment. Send me the link. I will, I, I'm sending this to Will. Great. I'm sorry oh, we you weren't friends with Blitz before. You're definitely not now. <laughs> we, we went to many dinners together. We played, we were in a Dota LAN team once. It was great. We used to, I think that we had like uh, IHOP and an MLG once and then uh, Will got popular. Dry, we don't talk all this way was it's probably, it just for it's that. probably my fault. Does he think that she can't? I mean, William was like over two hundred pounds, and Zoe was like a hundred pounds. Yeah. And in a in a man fight to the she death, she can run circles like, around him for a little bit. He'd get exhausted in like maybe thirty seconds, and dude, then that's she the same argument Zoe had. Yeah. This is the fuel. <laughs> this is what I love. <laughs> Team Zoe, one hundred percent. That's probably a good note to end it on. <laughs> if you also think that Zoe can <laughs> kill Will, can you please tweet at me? And then also tag Zoe and also tag <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Actually, also. No, I won't say that. Don't tag him. Don't tag the other one. I was going to say, tag Jake, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but I won't do that. I won't do that. Just tag the three of us. Just tag the three of us. Please. Thank you. No, or a better alternative would be leaving it as one of your comments when you review this episode. That's right, because Thank if you, you don't know, when I mean, we touched on a little bit of that, it genuinely does help us. We're like getting bribed with money to make the podcast more viewable, so we're passing mm-hmm. on that bribe to you. Because like, if you comment on iTunes and leave five stars and we read it on the show, we're like mailing people stuff. We are indeed. Do, do podcasts do that? Is that okay? Is Apple going to find out and be like, tisk tisk? They got bigger fish to fry, right? Like, we're not. We're surely breaking some rules. Are you? They've got like. I don't know. They probably don't care. They've got like, the, like those suicide they have, nets like, around factories their, their factories, factories that they have to deal yeah, with. You know, that's so true. that's that's true. I, I, I think yeah. like like they would have to listen to this entire whatever <laughs> the fuck this just was and get all the way to the end to, to hear that. Like that's. You could also uh, leave some sort of suggestion on maybe how to make the podcast better. Because, again, we're trying more to make music this podcast cues, more the best noises. it can be. Yeah, anything like that. Yeah, okay. And uh, in return, uh, I will read your comment. Oh, you actually have... Charlie, would you like to read the comments? You can read the first three. I read the bottom three already. Uh, okay. By Sunday, S- Sunday Best... This podcast makes me want to punch BSJ right in the ovary. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I picked that comment because I was like, huh, that's weird. I don't think we've ever talked about BSJ on the we podcast. We haven't talked about BSJ. I got, I got like fiery opinions about someone that I don't even know. We should do that eventually. Oh, shit. Um, okay. Um, God, aren't, oh. aren't Kyle BSJ Grandcast insufferable? Am I right? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I mean, you gotta read this one. You gotta read this one. It says in your voice. Oh, uh, freaking awesome man by Gamer Forty Seven Pro. Great freaking podcast man. Reading Cap's voice. Really though, it's great. Love the chemistry between you guys. Love the laughs and tangents. Love the way you turned it all back to Dota somehow at some point. Really nice to hear your opinions and views on the Dota Pro scene. Let us and honestly. Let's us, and honestly, 3K to 4K MMR folks feel involved. Keep it going. Please give me something to listen to on my hour commute. Daniel Kern. Thanks, Daniel. So it's going to be disappointing for you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Daniel. Thank you. That was very kind. I'm sorry. <laughs> and the third one. 
Alright, by top to proper. I've been looking for I've been looking for a good Dota 2 podcast for a while, and this one is the best. Capitalist is half of the greatest casting duo of all time, and Leaf Eater, the guy who invented the most boring way to play Dota, with his jungle necro guy, the other half being Trent. I figure after having like 20 comments being about Joey and how great he is, I because didn't he planted them. those I comments, plant I figured I would plant a comment of my own. That's... <laughs> I didn't plan any of them. <laughs> no, but seriously, if you are any of those people, by the way, uh, tweet at Joey. Follow Joey at Leaf Eater with an O R at the branding. end. It's a it's again, terrible branding. It's but really, uh, really follow bad. him. It's bad branding. And, and it's bad branding. Tweet there's, at him. There's a character in Ender's Game called Leaf Eater, and people start taking the name. It's like a pain in the ass. Why, why did you call yourself Leaf Eater? Because <sighs> I thought it sounded similar. You know what you should do is just, just go by Joey finally, and stop, stop at the Leaf Etor stuff. <sighs> I own the domains. I guess I own my domains too. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> <laughs> I have all the accounts. <laughs> and then people would like have to say my name wrong all the time. It's not an easy name. It's fucked what, up. What, Joey? And, uh, yeah. Yeah, how do you say your last name? Thim- Thimian. Okay. Yeah. Thim- I mean, or they can just call you Joey. Yeah. It feels that feels Joe? better. There's, there's, there's no Star? no. It can't be Joseph. Leaf Joey, Joey Leaf, Jojo. Dude, that sounds like a a, a Pokemon, uh, character like a master or something. Joey Leaf, Leaf Joey, Joey my, Leaf. I'm my retired grass. Is, yeah, I yeah. have a bay leaf, and I'm showing off all my Pokemon <laughs> knowledge. That that sounds like 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 Leaf Joey. Sound it doesn't. It sounds like the first gym. It sounds like a bad yeah, sound. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like the really bad. It sounds like a bad SoundCloud rapper. It's like, hey, I'm Leaf Joey. Here's my latest signal, R.I.P. Juice World. Like, <laughs> I and we fit in Juice World in the room. end. Uh, but yes, uh, t- tweet. <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny, but... <laughs> I mean, the fact that you could say that off the top of your head was eh, He had like one but... song. Most people should know it, right? That's a good song. Uh, I like that song. At, tweet at Leaf Eater. God damn it. We'll Let me know this. that we read... The comment. Yes. I'll slip in your DMs. I'll send something to you. Hopefully you live in America because otherwise <laughs> shipping gets more expensive. But like, whatever, committed to this, so we're good to go. <laughs> Shipping's expensive. Fucking USPS. Do you guys like need merch to ship away? I think I'm gonna make a little bit of some. I wanna make pins. I feel like people like We pins. have our posters. That's the merch. Alright. I got I got some old shit if you want it. Oh shit! Like I gave away um, one of the mice that won TI five to like a friend. Like yesterday. Wow. We uh, I mean, we were gonna just steal stuff from the BTS offices, but okay. yeah, they do have a lot uh, of yeah, if you have, stuff. If you have merch to give away, we'll take it. Sure. <laughs> you, I, nice. I, I can say it was like this is like fears like. <laughs> Armrest or whatever, and nobody would ever know. Yeah, I'm just gonna go unbox new Death Adders. <laughs> yeah, or was it a Steel Series team at that time? We were Steel Series. I'll go unbox some Rival Three, nice, and then some, be like some Rivals, yeah, 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 yeah. and then be like, has scratched up a little bit, and be like, yeah, it was it was fierce. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we can sign it too. You know, honestly, half the signatures out there are like are like mine. <laughs> <laughs> like. Like you know, you know how like I feel like of all the stuff we I, said, that's the thing I should cut. I, I mean, I don't care. I can say it now. Like you know how, like sometimes there'd be giveaways, or sometimes we have to like sign stuff or whatever, and they'd be at like really inconvenient times. You know, like 
Like there would be like they'd, they'd be like during scrims or during TI itself. I'm not gonna make like I'm not gonna make Fear who has his fucking arm injury sign like like 50 posters or whatever. So like. I signed it. I got real good at, like, Fear Signature. There's a yeah. very disappointed Someone's Evil Geniuses fan Someone is so upset right, right, now. right now. They're looking at their poster, <laughs> and they're just, like, they're comparing the, all the signatures together, and they're just like, how is that? Wait, they are similar. Disappointed EG, how, EG fan, how is that different from, like, how they felt for the last three years? <laughs> Man, someone someone is very sad right now. Ah, uh, great stuff. Everything is fake in Hollywood, everybody. <laughs> Everything is fake. Yeah, honestly, like the people that like buy uh, like other signature stuff, come on, it's, it might not be real either. This is this, oh, and and just so I can ruin the dreams of all the other like like fans of other players or whatever. Your karaoke or puppy or you know. Miracle signature that might not be real too. It might not. Damn it! I just want to believe. I just want to believe. Remember, Joey, esports is shit. <laughs> and on that note, let's end the podcast because I gotta pee. That is very important.